Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, or production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at the companies. With us again, I'm happy to have him back, Paul Gill, CEO of Lamico Metals. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol LMR. For our friends in the US, LMRMF, that's on the OTCQB. And for our friends in Germany and Europe, it's on the Frankfurt Exchange under DHHC. Now, for those of you who knew the story, it's going to be a lot of you. Lomico's focus on the exploration development of minerals for the new green economy. Now, that sounds like a mouthful, but more than just lip service, Lomico right now is in the midst of proving up a very high-grade graphite deposit. It's the La Lutra uh, Flake Graphite property uh, that's 117 kilometers northwest of Montreal. We'll talk in a minute about why that's important. And it has an indicated resource of 18.4 million tons of 3.19%. That's just in the graphene battery zone. They've got some other great drilling going on in the refractory zone that we'll talk about another time. But what we're talking about today is the fact that the Quebec Premier presented his electronic, his electric vision of Quebec's green future. Here to talk about this, Paul. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. Hey, if I didn't know any better, all right, so the reason why I mentioned during the intro there that your La Luta is 120 kilometers outside of Montreal, if I didn't know any better, I think that you either are the premier of Quebec or you wrote, you wrote this presentation that he made, uh, you know, to, to everybody in Quebec just, just this week. And I'm going to take the one big quote that summarizes what it's about, where he says, let's become the green battery of North America. I mean, that just must have blown you away. How big is a statement like that for Lomico in general? given your high-grade graphite, but especially given the fact that the Luther is right there an hour away from where the Premier was making that statement. It's absolutely huge news, George. And, uh, you know, it's what it, it, it makes relevant what we've been saying all along. You know, we knew that Quebec had lithium and graphite. It had it, had it in spades. There's not just our properties um, that have graphite on them. There's other properties with graphite. And there's other properties with lithium. Uh, you know, I think Quebec really has an opportunity here to to seize the moment when it comes to the conversion of our internal combustion engines and our oil-based economy to uh, a green and clean tech uh, economy. I mean, just as we're talking today, we have BC also saying that they're going to go zero emissions uh, by 2040. So with um, you know, the kind of projects that are uh, going to be coming on stream in Quebec, um, their focus is, is making them um, reducing oil uh, impact. And that is sending a message throughout the entire length and breadth of Canada. And uh, I think that uh, there's the opportunity is just immense for Quebec in the next few years. I think investing in Quebec is a very smart move. Yeah, in fact, he's saying he just wants to replace oil, replace oil with electric. 
there are a number of initiatives in that plan. He's not just talking a big game. Look, he just got recently elected, so it's not as he's just talking a platform. But but one of the initiatives that impacts Lomiko is, and again, I'm reading, so pardon me, but I want to read this excerpt. By far, the largest chunk of the plan is a massive investment in the electrification, specifically of public transportation systems. Now, to a lot of people that to most people don't realize that what that really means is batteries are going to be very, are going to be playing a very important role in that strategy because you need these you know batteries and electric public transportation systems. You've been talking about your battery strategy all along. In fact, you, uh, and so you know, layman's terms, what is it about you know La Luta's graphite that plays right into this as far as the, this battery strategy? Yeah, uh, what we know is that there is various different types of battery systems out there that combine lithium and graphite and other types of materials. There's graphite uh, ion batteries as well. There's different forms of batteries. But one of the key things that I took away from looking at the, the different types of batteries is that graphite is always going to be the anode in the system, uh, meaning that the cathode is made of lithium lithium and nickel perhaps, or it's made out of nickel uh, or some other type of uh, material. But the anode material, uh, the, one, the thing that attracts the, um, the ions uh, in a battery and makes the, makes the electricity flow is going to be graphite. The only significant other type of material that can be used is lead. So we know that battery type is perfect. Um, now, of course, Bus batteries are going to be bigger and and uh, uh, more have more energy than a car battery, so that's a different design. But so we can't we can't exactly pick out which battery is going to be used. But we know that it's it's just like having uh, your your printer right now. A printer is only uh, a vehicle for the materials that are in it, like the ink that goes into a printer that's what's going to be important. We're going to have to replenish that material in the way of uh, putting in new batteries and stuff like that uh, on an ongoing basis. And that's really the design uh, genius of, of electric vehicles. You don't get a lot of wear and tear on all the other parts, but the battery has to be replaced every five or six years. So not only is there an opportunity immediately as, as we're onboarding all of these new types of vehicles, but on an ongoing basis, the materials is a better bet than the car battery companies themselves. So how does this, if at all, change your strategy in Quebec? Do you become much more PR focused, uh, you know, government lobby focused in order to make sure now that they know that Lomico is coming down, down the pipe and that you're right in their neighborhood? Yeah, for years we have been in touch with um, Quebec uh, representatives um, of the government and government agencies, SIDEX, Investment Quebec, and et cetera. And I'm going to be in Montreal next week and you'll be meeting again with them. I think that's important to keep in touch. We have to get to a certain point of development, which is the pre-economic assessment, in order to really uh, put our our meal on the table and say, is this worthy of investment? And that endorsement is going to be very important uh, for any company involved in um, in these kind of uh, battery-related uh, activities in in Quebec, because a government endorsement there means that you can really go out and raise a lot of funds uh, out into in the public. And and the states is really taking off on this. Uh, they're really taking this to heart. 
and I see a lot of attention from the U.S. markets as well. So uh, I think that um, you know, it's, we're only just at the start of this. I mean, we've been right. uh, almost in a prelogue, uh, or you know, be within the last little while. But now, I mean, we're looking at a twenty-year run for battery materials. I mean, that's going to make a lot of people a lot of money, and I'd love to be able to make a few more millionaires out there than uh, than we had with uh, some of the copper projects we've done. And and you must get excited when he says let's become the green battery of North America because clearly that means he wants to, you know, he, he wants to serve as a North American market as part of all this. Uh, yeah, that's it. Or electricity in terms of either great batteries, great graphite, even their hydro dams. So that, yeah. That's kind of pretty exciting because he's not just living this in North America because he says that, you know, greenhouse emissions affect everybody. And, uh, you know, and, and that's why he wants to make sure that you know, Quebec is feeding North America. Yeah, and uh, I think when you look at it very carefully, um, what you see is that um, there is a lack of materials in North America, and that's why he's saying we want to become the green battery of North America. It, it dovetails very nicely with what uh, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski said um, a couple uh, months ago in February, and uh, what uh, Benchmark Minerals reported to the U.S. Senate uh, a committee on on mines and energy. Um, we need to have development locally in North America, and I see that the uh, Canada and U.S. are now aligning themselves and and putting aside their own disputes to really focus on on developing internal strategies for supplying the uh, the market for battery materials. I think they see what we see. What we, we uh, what we can honestly say is we saw this coming a lot long before a long time before the U.S. Senate and and the Quebec government. Yeah, so, you did say reliance on China was a mistake and could and could be, uh, yeah. could be dangerous at the end of the day. Yeah, and now we're we're seeing the 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 giant wake up in a way, and that's huge because it means that um, you know we're going to try building those uh, types of factories here in North America and Quebec is in a perfect spot. I mean, if I was, if I had a hundred million dollars, I would build a, a lithium ion battery factory in Quebec, uh, right outside of Montreal where the processing facilities are for Imerus, where, where we can send the graphite there, get it processed. We can send the lithium down there to get processed uh, outside of Montreal and you supply your own battery factory right there. I mean, if there's a bunch of them being built in China, imagine if we had one right there in Quebec that could supply. And I got to admit, Paul, you've been pretty prescient all this time about where the market was going to move and all these dynamics. You weren't just talking about supply and demand. You were talking about, you know, the China dangers and things like that. So, hey, I wouldn't be surprised to hear an announcement like that, you know, in the next, you know, six to 12 months or at least, uh, you know, th that they're scoping that out or because that, that would seem to make the yeah. next logical step, right? So. I don't think you're far off. And let me ask you a question on that. For everyone at home, what's the timeline look like for La Lutra to be in a position to capitalize on this? So uh, how far away, generally speaking, how far are you away from being able to become an actual supplier? Yeah, uh, I think what's important to note right now is that in 2021, the big mine that's in Quebec, the only graphite mine in North America, the Imaris Carbon Graphite Mine, will have to close. We know that for a fact now. Wow. That's big. So they're going to need their their uh, material from somewhere. We are the closest uh, graphite property to them. 
and that's huge. Um, we're also closer to their uh, battery or their graphite processing facility in the, near the port of Montreal, and that's huge. So what we need to do is be able to be prepared and have the cake decorated and ready to eat for them in, by 2020, 2021. So we need to A, finish our, our uh, reporting on our drilling. So we have uh, 16 more holes to go. Those will be coming out. Should be uh, uh, pretty much adding more and more tonnage to the, uh, the argument that we have and, and probably defining a resource that's higher grade than the graphene battery zone. So we could uh, essentially have two open pits, which is I think great. And then uh, it's about um, doing that pre-economic assessment to discover what the value is. And then we've got a decision uh, as to whether or not to, to be in, in, the, in the running to sell to Emirates. And, you know, I mean, I think that we would be in a very good spot uh, considering where we are and, and the fact that there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be lost in 2021 that could just basically move over to our site. So, so all just, to, up. just to go through those modules, you got drilling of the last 16 holes and releasing a release of those. Just results. Yeah. yeah, just, just results. Result. No drilling. Just results. Right, just the results, and then you you're probably going to come out with a new resource estimate based yeah. on that, and then so what does that timeline look for for each of those ballparks? Yeah, I mean we've been coming out with uh, some. We've got five uh, drill holes that have been really really good so far, and so we're going to see those rest of those sixteen in the next month or so here, and get into a resource. Uh, decide who's going to do the resource. Decide who's going to do the pre-economic assessment because those two have to line up pretty nicely. Um, so where considerations are, you know, an international group or a, a local group, uh, depending on, on what, uh, where the funding comes from, really, it, it, it works either way. Um, and then, then from there, what you do is you're able to look at environmental studies, metallurgical studies, graphite characterization. And then a very important aspect of it is uh, conversion to spherical graphite. If we can get that uh, down and and, you know, if we keep our costs uh, within range, I mean, the end product of a graphite uh, anode, which would go directly into a lithium-ion battery, that's a huge uh, output. I mean, that'll be something worth 10000 a ton versus, you know, selling the material at a lower point of 1000 or 2000 a ton, right? Last question on that. You feel pretty confident that you can get there. I know you can't say you're going to get there because you're not there yet, but you feel, or is that a, ma a major hurdle? Is that like, you know, jumping to the moon kind of probability? Or I, I'm assuming you feel pretty comfortable and confident that you'll be able to get to that stage. Yeah, we've got a stairway to heaven pretty much. Uh, you know, we, we just have to take the steps that we need to take. Um, right. And, you know, the biggest factor right now is getting support in the market and getting funds in. And I think, you know, over the summer here, we've seen a little tail off in our, in our market. So we have to pick that up. So we're certainly reaching out to, to groups in the States. Um, you know, Canadians are usually kind of uh, cottage, doing their cottage time in June, July and August. And, you know, you don't see much of them, but the States are still hopping. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a, a story that has international implications, I think, um, the battery the technology story it's happening in europe it's happening in asia you know people in in beijing are are you know coughing up lungs on the street because it's so so polluted there of course they're going to go uh 
to batteries. And India is the same way, and they need to do uh, conversion to electric vehicle batteries to save uh, their their environment, and not only their environment, their people, because uh, I think the, the, it's getting so polluted with the internal combustion and the burning of, sure. of coal and all the rest of it. You know, we've got to fix that problem um, for them. So, so there's going to be demands on all of the graphite material, lithium material that's out there uh, in the next 15, 20 years. So whatever we make, I think we'll be able to sell. And that's the, that's the bottom line. You know, uh, I think that we just have to stay the course, get it done. I'm here for the long term. I know what we have. And uh, I think that's the, uh, that's the beauty of it is that, you, ju- you know, it's crazy that the stock is trading at four and a half, five cents. But that's the way it is. And, we, you know, uh, the opportunity is to those who are brave. Yeah, and I want to tell everyone at home that, you know, this uh, fall isn't a Me Too. Lomico isn't a Me Too company trying to hop on this. Paul and Lomico have been at this for you know, more than 10 years now, uh, right on top of this. So they're early, they're ahead of it, but they, you know, they, they've stayed the course, they're not changing. And now when, I mean, Paul, when you got the premier of Quebec saying, we're going to be doing a big right here, let alone markets around the world that you're aiming for, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty big. I'm going to ask you one last question. This one's probably the most critical question. We're taping this on a Friday. We were originally going to put this out on Sunday night for everyone to watch but it's going to be game two of the NBA finals. So we're releasing this on Monday. So if we're over at home, we already take this on Friday. What do you think of how the Raptors played last night? How do you think, how do you think they're going to do for the, for the rest of the series? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I'll tell you, uh, I was so impressed that they stopped any rally that um, Golden State, I've been watching Golden State. I've been watching the Raptors. Uh, they stopped any rally that uh, would come from Golden State and they stopped it cold with, very very tough defense and uh you know uh they played some very tough teams philadelphia and milwaukee were very tough teams and uh to see them go through those two was enough but i think they've got the the uh the wherewithal and the guts and and the toughness to get through golden state as well they weren't given curry any respect um they got those guys got their shots off for sure but uh they weren't giving them respect and i think you know if if I if I see at the end of game two that um, uh, Lowry, uh, uh, Van Fleet, and uh, Danny Green all have four fouls, I'm going to be a happy guy because that means they've been harassing the shooters. And once you harass that flow of, of the shooters, you're going to be doing great. So uh, I'm predicting Raptors win game two, and then we'll see what happens in Golden State. All right, I was about to ask you, give me your prediction because it's going to be playing on Monday. Give me your prediction. Yeah. What's the score? Ballpark. What do you think they win by? Uh, I think they win by seven. Win by right. seven. Say ninety-seven to ninety. I think. I think this. Inter- I think this game, game two, goes into overtime or the last second, whatever oh. it may be. <laughs> Raptors win it, but it's it's either going to come down the last shot or it's going to go in overtime, and we're going to win it there. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Listen, All thanks, right. for- thanks, George. Thanks for joining us. That's, um, and again, I, I picked up a little Quebec accent in your voice there, so I'm thinking you might be the, the premier of Quebec because what he <laughs> said was you must have been beaming from ear to ear when you saw that, and I congratulate you. You deserve that because of how long you've stuck with this vision, and it seems to all be unfolding right in front of you. Can't wait to have you back after the next set of re- drill results are out and talk even more about what's going on with your, with your high-grade graphite. 
Yeah, well, we we built it, and they're they're coming to us. Is the way it looks like. So I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You've been watching Paul Gill, CEO of Lamico Metals, trades with the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol LMR, LMR MF in the U.S. and DHHC in Frankfurt. You've heard Paul. You've watched him. Seen how he tied in this Quebec, this this very important 2030 Quebec initiative. Now do your due diligence. Get to Agoracom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at the profile information, videos, everything you need to see. We also have the link to Lamico's website. Do your due diligence. Take your time. Uh, you see that Paul and his group have been dedicated to this uh, space for well over 10 years, and now it's all unfolding in front of them. And make sure to put them on a watch list because they are going to be coming out drill results for, this, for these last uh, 15, 16 holes, and you want to be on top of those because you want to see how those play out. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Go Raptors. See you next time. Go Raptors. Thanks, George. Thank you, Paul.